0: Welcome to Shades and Coffee, the almost weekly look good, feel good podcast presented by me, Vivian Braidwood. My guest today is an avid fashion stylist, event planner and brand ambassador who is known for her chic visionary style. Her fashion label, Positive Expressions, is a line that promotes positivity and confidence through fashion, created as a response to the depression and domestic abuse she suffered, a way of helping others who may be experiencing the same struggles. She has certainly come a long way from the teenage girl gaining confidence in her plus size figure to the successful entrepreneur she is today. Please welcome Donna B.
1: I moved from Fair Bluff, North Carolina when I was 18 and um, I decided to go to the Art Institute because I love to decorate. At that moment, I wasn't doing fashion. I was doing interior decorating. That didn't plan out as promised. I was very, very sad about it. And then I had to move back home. And then my grandmother was like, hey, you can't stay here. You got to go do something. (laughs) Go, grandma. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, okay, we're going to start my journey over again. So I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. I went to Shaw University for business administration and concentration in management. So there for four years, I attended Shaw University, got my bachelor's degree in business science. And from there, it just took off. Life is the stuff that happens
0: whilst you're busy making plans for the stuff that you want to make happen. You talked about the setbacks and how how sad that felt and grandma saying you can't stay here. But just from reading your bio, all of that set you on to the path that you're on now and something that you're really passionate about. That's great.
1: That's true. And so what was really interesting is because my family is very supportive. And so as a freshman, I was used to calling back home and saying, hey, grandma, I need this, or dad, I need this. And it was always there. And then one day my grandmother said, I don't know what you're doing with the money, but we're about to stop.
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: We're not sending any more money. You need to find a job. So my second semester as a freshman at Shaw University, I did just that. And then later down the line, I ended up picking up another job, which led me into my fashion career. So I would go to work from 6 o'clock to 11 o'clock, go to school. And then by 5.30, I would have to get on the bus right across town and go to my second job. And there I was a sales associate for Body Central of America, which was a clothing store. I had to sell clothes. I had to meet quota. And as I kept doing that, they seen an opportunity for me to become a manager.
0: Similar to you, I worked three jobs whilst at university. At the time, you just don't think about it. You just do it. And people think, did you make time to party? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Always. (laughs) Always. But it's character building. Because what you're doing, you're building that muscle for resilience and determination and and focus. And like you, I landed a job before I'd even graduated. At no point during that story did I hear you say, I found my passion for being a stylist. So at what point did that happen where you thought, I love this. I really love this. This is what I want to do.
1: Well, what's interesting, Vivian, is that as a child, I always had a passion for fashion, as people say. I've always loved fashion. You could ask my grandmother. She'll say, yeah, Donda used to walk around the house and change clothes like 10 times a day. Or or she'll be walking around here with a, a towel and shades on and performing you know i always knew that i had that essence in me but at that moment when i knew this was me was when the customers they would come back i would see them over and over so it was familiar faces it was more like hey girl how you doing so i was learning to build that one on one connection where people would actually say you know what i'm going to just come here when you're working and I knew at that moment, I'm like, people take interest into me and people respect what I say about what looks good on them. They trust me to put their outfit together. They trust me to get their accessories. And sometimes it was those moments where it's like, no, I can't wear that. I'm like, okay, but can you just try it on though? Just for a moment can we see something else on you? And they say, all right, girl, I'm gonna do it for you. And I'm like, okay. They come out and see that six side mirror and they're like, Oh my goodness. I love this. And I'm like, I knew you would. My managers, you know, they'll come. They will like, Donda, you're rocking today. You're rocking, that quota is rocking. I was like, really? But it wasn't even really about that. It was just like, I love this. And what really jump started is because when my cousin, she is a rapper, I said, hey, cuz, can I style you for a video shoot? She said, yes, of course you can style me. And it took off from right there.
0: Wow. It's great when you're really competent at something, but when people are coming back and saying, I only want you and they trust you and it's this connection, probably this energy is kind of coming from you in terms of not just your enthusiasm, but Mm -hmm. things that make people feel like I trust you enough to step out of my comfort zone and try what you're suggesting. And I feel safe enough to know that I won't be ridiculed and you'll hold my hand. And if it's not for me, if it doesn't work, that you will be okay to have that conversation. That's
1: wonderful. Thank you. But then my life changed, you know, I then finished college and I noticed like, I wasn't making enough money, you know, now I'm out of college. So I switched careers. I went into healthcare, it paid me more. But at that moment, I would already had put myself out there with my cousin. So I started was doing things and I said, you know what? I'm gonna do this for the side. So at that moment I just started, you know, doing a lot of connections, linking up with people in Raleigh that did the similar things that I did. I linked up with a, a play writer Her name is Tamika Morris. She was like the first person that says, okay, Donda, you're going to be over the department for fashion. I was really, really excited because she gave me that first opportunity, like you're in control of this. And at the time I was kind of going through a lot, you know, in your twenties, you think you know a lot and you really don't know nothing. (laughs) True. I've been there. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but I've been there and I thought I knew it all. <laughs> yeah, like dealing with relationships and dealing with really trying to find yourself and one thing is I kind of battled through with in my 20s is that I was like, "Wow, I don't went to college. I'm not making the money I was supposed to be making." You know, I had friends that didn't even go to college and it was making more money than me. So, I needed a better paying job because I had bought my first car. I was living on my own. It was very hard. It was very, very hard. Domestic violence, that played a part in my life in in my 20s. You couldn't tell though. I was doing all of this fashion stuff and I was still going through things. You could not tell. Nobody could tell.
0: Well, we hide it so well. P- people don't walk around with a sign on their backs or their forehead saying, yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in pain,
1: you know, and, and we, yeah. hi- we hide it. And then, um, one incident happened that I just couldn't even like come back from. So at that moment I called my cousin. <laughs> I had lost everything. I lost my, um, uh, apartment I lost my job. I called my cousin and she was in Charlotte and I said, cuz I want to know if I can stay with you for about three months. I said I was old. During that time I was getting my masters too. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At Strayer University, I was going for health care administration. During the getting-
0: time that you were going through the domestic violence situation. Yes. You you were studying. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. So anyone listening can probably hear what I can see which is you went from and then I was doing this and the customers loved me and they were calling and then you know I I find my passion and then and then I needed to make money you know because I couldn't cover the rent and then I had to do this and then I had to do that I think everyone has a gift like a a superpower I call it and they have a, a passion and if those you know two things align then you're awesome because your passion you know Forgive me, but some people are no good <laughs> the thing that they're passionate <laughs> about. They love singing, but they sound like a, a cat that's been strangled. But if, you, if your passion and your superpower align, oh my God, you're making magic. You're flying and the world is loving you. But your situation is one that is so common. People yeah. listening to this will get this, which is... You found this thing that just makes you feel alive. And if you could do it all day long, probably you would do it for free. But then the reality- I is have done it for free. You have to <laughs> eat. You have to eat. You need to yeah. recover your head, you know, and then you have to make these choices. And, the, and, and then these choices get more and more complicated the older you get, because maybe children are in the mix. Maybe mm-hmm. a spouse is in there or dependent mm-hmm. of some sort is in the mix. And it's tough, you know, you're trying to further and better yourself. And on top of that, you know, you've got this, domestic violence situation, which is awful yeah. for anybody, yeah. physical, mental aspects of it.
1: tragic. Yeah. It was a very dark time, but I definitely had my friends support. Um, I definitely had my family support and I had to make a decision because I could have stayed there. You know, I only went through it for maybe like half a year. So it wasn't like years and at that moment, I, I just I was like, I, I can't do this. And I, I called my cousin. I said, cuz just and and I transferred my school from Raleigh to Charlotte, North Carolina. And something just said, call your cousin. And so when I called the school and I was like, hey, do y'all have a strayer university in Charlotte? They was like, Yeah, we do. I'm like, that's God. I it's God and everything with me. <laughs> so oh, um, at that moment, I said, okay, I want to I wanna transfer my stuff up there. And it was like, okay. And she was like, yeah, cuz, come on up here. I said, cuz, I need three months because I know I can find a job now. I called her. I was going to school and everything. And then one day I was in class and I overheard these girls talking and they were talking about this job. And I was like, what job is that? I immediately get on my computer in class and I started looking. I was like, ooh, ooh okay. I applied directly with the company. Tell me where I got the job. When I tell you I was shouting, oh man, I was shouting. And at that moment, the next thing happened. I overheard this girl talking about a fashion show. She was like, I don't want to work this fashion show. I was like, fashion show? What fashion show? She was like, I'm assisting one of my friends with a backstage fashion show for Charlotte Fashion Week. I said, oh, my goodness, can you please link me up with your friend? And she said, yes, I can. I called the girl. It took off. Charlotte Fashion Week definitely reminds you of New York Fashion Week. The me and the lady that is over Charlotte Fashion Week were very, very good friends. I love her to death. Her name is Rita Miles. She's a beautiful, beautiful lady. The setup was different. The people were different. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm in love. And I started networking and then it took off. Wow. I love that the bounce has come back into
0: your voice. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> we've crossed the valley. You know, we've come back up you know, onto the mountaintop. I mean, you're talking about something that's happened in less than a year. To stay in Abusive situation and to act that quickly. It shows that the strength of character was there. Often we don't really know to what way we're connected with our past, you know, our past Uh experience. But all of that weight you were carrying, you were just building some muscle, you know, the the, the two jobs, the three jobs, the this, the that. Because to get yourself out of there and have the wherewithal to think, right, can I transfer? I mean, how many students, honestly, hand on heart, can say they could think, you know, I need to get out of this city and then they speak to their university, can I transfer this course? To another city or another country, and you call a cousin up and you say, I need three months. You, you were very focused, and within that time frame,
1: boom, yeah, landed this job. It's been nothing but pluses since I've been here. When I was depressed, I went to counseling, but one of the main things that helped me get out of depression, and I'll tell anybody this, I was in my Bible, the things that i seen in the Bible, the affirmations that I was receiving helped me get out of my depression mode. And that's where my t-shirt come from. It was this lady that sat right beside me. She was a God-fearing woman and she always talked about God. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you are right. You know, I grew up in church. I'm a church girl. And so, she was feeding my soul while I was feeling lost. And when I was reading the Bible, it's like things were speaking to me. I know them people was looking at me crazy because I had sticky notes. I, this was before Mary Jane came out with little sticky notes on her <laughs> on her mirror. I was doing this back in probably 2014. And so um I would put little sticky notes. And I was like, I can do this. I love me. I was putting those things on my cubicle at work. And something just came to me and said, you know what? I want to help people if they're going through depression, that if they see me walking around with my t-shirts on, I'm going to make their day a better day. So that's how positive expressions came about, through depression and trying to get through it. My fashion show came from that. What I was feeling in my head and in my heart, I put it on a t-shirt and I turned it into a fashion show. That's how my company started. Wow. I've personally
0: experienced depression. You do feel like you're underwater. Things feel slowed down, like you're weighted down with lead, you know? And so it's really difficult to take that next step. Sometimes for some people, it feels completely impossible. And yet you sort out counseling. I mean, you were at a very young age and that, that's great. You sought out counseling and you had the wherewithal to find your way to, you know, the Bible. It works differently for each person, if that, yeah. if, that, if that makes sense. But you just try to find something that would speak to you at quite a deep level and you would see signs and you would recognize these signs as things that were speaking to you and a way out of that hole. But then what you did next is incredible. You thought, I want to share this. It wasn't just about, you know, yeah, I'm going to fix up myself. It's like, I want to share this because other people might be going through this. Yeah. And then to come up with a T-shirt range and then that led to a fashion show. I mean, I was, look- <laughs> I was looking at your Instagram account, Donda B, the fashion stylist. And you've been busy. Oh, my goodness. I mean, 2020, crazy year. Crazy year. We're in 2021. <laughs> but I see you guys are doing
1: shows the last few weeks. We still stay COVID friendly because we always want to protect everyone. We make sure we wear a mask. I even wear gloves because I do have a one-year-old son at home. Temperature checks and everything when we do photo shoots, when we do fashion shows as well. I won't take a gig, you know, if it's not following the guidelines. So right at the beginning, it was clear to me that
0: actually alongside the styling and the fashion side, you are quite passionate
1: about coaching. Yes, and I really just started getting into that. I'm gonna say about maybe two years ago. I'm good at what I do, but I've definitely had those key people in my life that you know made it possible because they gave me opportunities, or if I shadowed them, you know, like Catherine Neal, Fatima Smith, Andre. Like I learned so much stuff from different people. Um, so I'm so grateful and thankful that they were in my life to help add value to Donda B. I seen her coaching one day and I was just looking at it because, you know, people could just take pictures and like have no expression. And so, you know, I caught interest in that. And and so when the fact that I was no longer in Raleigh, because that's kind of like where she reside, I had to start doing a lot of things on my own. You know, I didn't have those key people with me. No more because I had moved, and so now that I was here in Charlotte, I was kind of doing a lot of it by myself. So, you know, I would do the styling now, I got to tell the makeup artist how I want the makeup to look, I had to tell the hairstylist how I want, and then I started noticing that some of the girls were kind of giving me the same poses. I'm like, Whoa, let's try this! I want you to position like this, and so. I gravitated to coaching. And when I'm working with those emerging models, it helps because it comes out in their pictures. So you're
0: really all about the models that are at the earliest stages of their learning curve because you feel you can yes. add more you can add more value there and you just by accident discovered that oh wow, I I really love the coaching piece. So I you just, just
1: integrated that. I just really integrated that last year, but this year I'm definitely going even harder in that. I have like two models now that I'm helping with their portfolio. And what I do
0: like is that that industry is radically changing. I love that, for instance, older women, older men are in there. And being what you call middle-aged woman myself, I'm now experiencing that phenomenon where you feel a bit more invisible Because when I was in my 20s and 30s, everything was kind of pointing to me. Everything was catering for me. You walk down the high street, the shops are catering to you, the adverts are catering to you, the billboards are catering to you. And then Mm -hmm. you get into your 40s and you begin to notice that, oh, actually, you're no longer on the pulse of it. That's how you feel. And people are not catering to you. And in terms of well-being, mental health, it's not a nice feeling. And then you start thinking, how's it going to feel when you get to 50s and 60s? So Mm -hmm. I think that move to be a bit more diverse in terms of the age and in terms of ethnicity and all that sort of stuff, I think it's good. You want to see people who remind you of of you to some extent. (laughs) Yeah,
1: You're right. Modeling is changing now. You, You see different shapes. And sizes on the runway, you will see more plus size models I'm so happy that we are here, though. I will say that. I spoke
0: with um quite a famous fashion designer and also someone who back in the sixties had a fashion outlet, and they were both very to the point in terms of they were not for this diversity in the modeling. they did not want their clothes to appear on plus size. They were saying, we don't want these clothes featuring on these girls. Are you finding attitudes are changing and people are thinking it's a good thing to be more diverse and more inclusive? What's your experience been?
1: I've seen a little bit of both because some people, they just stick to what they know. They don't care how fashion is emerging. You know, they like what they like. And then to sometimes I kind of understand that. I know like people look at me because I am plus size. And so they'll be like, you know, why would I say that? But with me being a stylist and styling people, certain clothes look good on certain people. Maybe they shouldn't put it out there. You know, like I'm only going to cater to certain people. It's how you say it, not what you say. I don't want these certain type of people wearing my clothes. Yeah. You know, I don't think they should say it like that, but I think in our reality, cause I am in my head, I'm a designer, even though I'm not a designer, <laughs> it's like a certain type of outfit only is going to look good on a certain type of person. And maybe that's my styling part coming out, but then that means they need to have a section for plus size people. You know what I'm saying? To cater to them too. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to say. They should have a section then. You know, I don't think they should just block it out all the way. I just feel as though certain garments look great on certain people. So that that's kind of like how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate your honesty. That's great. I really appreciate your honesty. And obviously you're in the industry. So you know you're looking at it from a technical perspective. I appreciate that. So you're doing all of this, and you're really kind of blowing up. And then you have a a, a one year old son. Did you say?
1: Yes. His name is Landon Tristan. He's my miracle baby. He's my everything. I, I didn't even think I could get pregnant. You know, I've always been told, yeah, cancel that. You're not getting pregnant. So when I found out I was pregnant, I'm like, who pregnant? Not me. It was like, yes, you are. Congratulations. I called my mom. I started crying. I said, Mom, I'm pregnant. She was like, what? You know, we country. I'm from the country. So, you know, we loud. (laughs) And then I started crying. I was like, Mama ain't ready. I got so much stuff to do. I got to style people. I don't know what to do. And she was like, you got it, Donda. And so at that moment, I immediately just performed to God blessing me with my son. Wow. And he was
0: been born when COVID hit. For you to have this little miracle, that this unexpected bundle of joy um, in your life and to get to experience motherhood throughout all of that and still push your career through because looking at your Instagram, you have not stopped working. It has not affected what you, what you were doing and your vision and how you were pushing things forward. So honestly, all power to you. Such a, a wonderful Thank story. Thank you. Well, I know it's early morning for you and you have to bounce to work. So. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. I have to get my son. My son is already up. It's 6.35. Wow. Here in, um, in the U.S. It's time to eat. It's yeah. time to watch Daniel the Tiger. But thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I really enjoyed answering your questions and thank you for the opportunity.
0: You've been listening to me, Vivian Braidwood. Ask me any lifestyle related question or let me know which topic you'd like me to cover during our essential coffee break. Tag me and use the hashtag Shades and Coffee with Vivian on Twitter or Instagram. If you like this podcast, hit subscribe and please rate us. Shades and Coffee. Look good, feel good.